Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. In 49 other states, football is just a game. But this is Wisconsin. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. Wisconsin fans demand the best. The best analysis. The best interviews. The best coverage. And no one delivers like the Bill Michaels Huddle. And welcome to Bill Michaels Tunnel. It's presented by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Brewed with a unique five-step filtration process that ensures a cleaner finish and no lingering aftertaste. Only 100 calories. We are glad you are with us tonight. Packers getting no NFL tonight, by the way. But the Packers are getting ready for uh, for football coming up this uh, Sunday afternoon. Getting ready to take on the Philadelphia Eagles at Lambeau Field. Tonight, John, the panel, it's, uh, it's the killer bees, as I like to call it. Uh, Bill Huber from SI. Bill, how you doing? I'm great. How about you? We are doing extremely well tonight. Uh, so getting ready for the, the holidays and getting ready for a Packer game this weekend. Bill Rabior joining us also from WDZ, the fan up in Green Bay. Bill, how you doing? I'm doing well, Bill. How are you? We are doing well tonight. Uh, it's going to be weird because when I say, Bill, what do you think? Uh, you guys are going to figure it out. <laughs> so, uh, let, let's do this. Let's start, Bill uh, Huber. I'll, I'll start with you first. Um, the game the other day against the Chicago Bears, it was a game against a really good defense that seemed about midway through that game to say to hell with it because they know they're not going to win and they know their offense completely sucks. But what did you take away from the win over a pretty good defense and the way that offense of the Green Bay Packers operated? Yeah, you know, offensively, before the Indian-Chicago games, you know, I'm looking at the league stats and they're number one in this and two in that and yada, 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 and you think, well – they got their you-know-what's kicked by Tampa Bay. So, 
is this all? Does, does, do, do any of these numbers mean anything? Because I mean, they had beaten up on a bunch of bad defenses, right? I mean, Jacksonville's. I'm, I'm going through the schedule. I mean, Jacksonville's terrible. Detroit's terrible. I mean, they're all terrible, right? Says New Orleans. Well, the Indian Chicago games to me confirm that these guys are really, really good on offense. And you know, after that Tampa game, they all said it was an anomaly and this and that. It seemed like nonsense at the time. It's like, no, you guys got your tails kicked by a better team. But no, I'm going to say that was an anomaly. And these last tweaks have confirmed to me that this offense can score points and move the ball on anybody. Bill, uh, Rabier, I'm going to ask you, when you look at, and, and just as you mentioned there, you go with the Indy game, and Aaron Rodgers had said after the game, I know you don't take a lot away from a loss or you can't feel good at coming out of a loss, but he felt good. He felt like they found something in that loss, and we saw it maybe on display against the Bears. Do you feel like they have found something that offensively, Maybe if they face Tampa Bay again or they face one of these solid defenses come the postseason, that they have found something that uh, that, that is going to prove that this team is what the numbers bear them to be. Well, I don't know exactly what they found. They, maybe they found health. You know, they, they got some guys back. You get Lazard back, helped, and, and they got the running game going. I think that was the key to the Bears game the other night. They were able to run the ball against that Bears front and, you know, that was without Akeem Hicks. Obviously, that was a big hole in the middle, and they exploited that. And I thought that was great. But, you know, you look at some of the games that they've struggled offensively, they haven't they haven't run the ball, and they have to do that more consistently no matter who they play. And, you know, we've seen them go up against some really good defenses in years past. Uh, Minnesota has had some really good defenses, and they have not shied away from, you know, taking it right to them and running the football against them. And they haven't been able to do that consistently enough this season. Maybe the last couple of weeks they found their running game a little bit. That will certainly help. But having a full complement of receivers helps too. And, you know, when it comes to the offensive line, they've been doing their work and keeping Rodgers um, upright. And he barely even got his jersey, jersey dirty against the Bears. So that was a huge factor in that one too. But I'm with Bill. If you, if, if you look at the – the way they've uh, performed offensively, minus the Tampa game, and I, you know, you think about the pick six in that game and how that kind of just took the wind out of their sails. They never recovered from that in-game adversity. Uh, they, I think, have proven that they can move the ball and put points on the board against anybody. I, uh, I go back to, you know, kind of the comparison we did earlier this week. I look at Aaron Rodgers' numbers. I look at the numbers of Patrick Mahomes. I look at the numbers of Russell Wilson. Uh, any one of those guys ranks one, two, three, depending on where they're at right now. Aaron Rodgers is just operating at a level that we haven't seen for more than a few years, Bill Huber. And, and I, I know he talked about it again the other day, whether it was in the presser with the media or when he was talking to Pat McAfee, he talks about finding something and seeing something and doing different things on film and his legs and, you know, re recalling Mike McCarthy saying, you know, you got to keep your legs under you. Once your legs go, you go. And so it, is it just the fact that maybe offensively, between the fact that he bought in to whatever it is, you know, the philosophy of Matt LaFleur, and they seemingly have a really good relationship, but has it been just the physicality of Aaron Rodgers, the fact, one, that he's not getting beat up, and two, that he really did a ton of concentration on keeping his feet under him and getting back to just kind of the basics of being a quarterback, and it's it's paid off tenfold for him seemingly this year. Yeah, that basics of being a quarterback thing, that, that's, that has to be what it is. You know, I go back to training camp. Now, he got off to a slow start. You know, whatever. I mean, he hadn't played football in months and months and months. And then, then he got rolling. And I remember asking him after he had like two or three good days in a row. I asked him, you know, what was up. And, 
you know, I expected the cliche, Hey, I haven't played a game. I've, you know, haven't played football in months and months and months. Like I, like I just said, and instead he came back and said that he's watching some old film from 2010. He volunteered that. Now he's never told us what it was, right? But he keeps referencing it. I mean, I asked him about his long passing game the other day and he referenced the 2010 film again. I wonder if it's mechanics. It has to be mechanics. Um, I mean, we we all saw all the the back foot throws and not stepping into things. He just doesn't do that anymore. I mean, he is, you know, unless he's if he has time in a pocket, his mechanics are. You know, I'm not a quarterback's guru, but I mean, he's stepping into the ball. I mean, everything seems everything seems right with him, and, and he has to have seen yeah. something mechanically, or maybe it was a realization that, you know, what everybody's right. My my mechanics are off. Um, I think that's what it is, and that, and obviously, it's the comfort with the floor and. You know, they had their meeting of their minds during the offseason, and then they're, they're all on the same page. But I, I think mechanically, he is an unbelievably efficient quarterback right now. I, uh, I, I, you're 100% right. The other thing that I see uh, from, from Aaron Rodgers is just the fact that Bill Huber, or excuse me, Bill Rabior, is the fact that he's getting rid of the football. And he's, he's reading is, you know, he's the smartest guy in the room. We all know that. He's reading the, the defense and his reads as quickly as possible. The only time we've ever seen him get into any kind of trouble is when there's been a fixation for the most part. But it's just it, it, the way he's playing quarterback right now, it's almost like you just have a renewed appreciation for Aaron Rodgers, watching him be able to go through a progression, be go through a read, seeing what he sees at the line of scrimmage, or at least trying to, and the fact that all of a sudden this, you know, I'm not going to say quickly because it's taken him about a half a season to do it, but not with Devontae Adams, but more so with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Robert Tanya, uh, Equinemius St. Brown in a short period of time. He's talking about these guys in the post game, and he's saying, yeah, I, I saw this, or I asked this guy that, and he said yes, and he go, go ahead and throw it to me. And he's, he's mentioning all of this stuff, and it's like he's he, maybe he's just reached out more to say, let's encompass all of our information rather than you living up to my expectations and my standards. Let me see what you're thinking. And everybody's on the same page. I, I I don't know what it is, but the offense, when it flows the way it did the other night against the Chicago Bears, seems to be a thing of beauty, right? Yeah, for sure. And remember last year when – I think it was last year when Tom Brady was asked about playing another year, playing a couple more years, and he said something to the effect of, why would I quit now? I have all the answers to the tests, right? And it, it feels kind of yeah. like Rodgers yeah. is in that situation right now where he has seen just about everything you can throw at him and – with the added comfort level that he's reached within this offense, he's able to counter those things very effectively. But to get back to what Bill was talking about with the film study, he gave it, did he give us a little glimpse yesterday when he was talking about what he was looking at? And he kind of maybe alluded to the footwork in that it's something that he made a scene. And I've always thought that, his footwork is kind of what sets him apart from a lot of other very gifted, talented arm strength, you know, quarterbacks. His footwork is so good. And it's what really, I think, took him to the next level in training camp. When you watch him do some of those drills that they do with the pads, when they do the high stepping and weaving in and out and then throw the ball into the net, he, he is so much better at that than everybody else. It's, it's ridiculous. But I do recall those back-to-back practices, too, in training camp. It was a Saturday-Sunday when he all of a sudden, I mean, he looked like vintage Aaron Rodgers, and he really hasn't slowed down since. Maybe that was it. Uh, certainly p- more comfortable in the offense and more confidence in his receivers, too. But you're right about being the smartest guy in the room, and he seems to know what 
is going to happen before it does. That that route, the that the connection with uh, Tunyon on um, Sunday night, that was a thing of beauty, and that was, I think, Rogers and him being on the same page. Tunyon ran a great route. Rogers did right where he was going, and he threw it to him and hit him right on the money. That was a beautiful thing. So, yeah, they're connecting in a lot of different ways. It is the Bill Michaels Huddle presented by Bud Light Seltzer. We're going to take a quick break. Bill Huber from SI, Bill Rabier from the fan up in uh, Green Bay, both joining us on the panel tonight. When we come back, he's got a really good record, damn near against everybody, specifically Philadelphia. We'll talk about the quarterback rating and as well as Aaron Rodgers is playing. One area needs to be uh, a little bit better. We'll talk about that when we come back as well. More of the Bill Michaels Huddle presented by Bud Light Seltzer right after this. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. First and goal, Green Bay. 18. to Jones. Rogers backpedals, puts it up top. Touchdown, Green Bay. That is so unbelievable, Mike. Alan Lazard. I mean, you're talking about one of the all-time greats. I don't know how he does it, but he's doing it. And he's doing it consistently, day in, day out, and just helping us win a lot of games. So we're fortunate, again, to have a guy of that caliber. And he's the guy that just, he makes everybody around him better. Lazard on the reception, and there the discussion regarding Matt LaFleur and his praise for Aaron Rodgers. Welcome back. It's Bill Michaels Huddle presented by Bud Light. Seltzer, unquestionably good. Flavors in cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, and strawberry flavors. Joining us tonight, Bill Huber from SI and also Bill Rabier from the fan in Green Bay. And uh, for as much as Aaron Rodgers is doing incredibly, the one thing that uh, I'm not going to say it's an area that needs improvement, but they talk about it all the time, and that is running the ball and, and being more consistent in the run. And for a while it was wanting to get A.J. Dillon more involved, and they didn't do that. And, you know, and, and then one week they'll, they, they won't run it much, and then the next week, like last week, uh, I think they ran it, what, 34 times between – uh, Jamal Williams and, and Aaron Jones. This is a team that comes in in the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they give up, on average, 128.2 yards of rushing per game, almost five yards uh, a carry, uh, this team, guys. Uh, and, Bill, uh, Rabier, I'll start with you. Is this a game, especially that it's starting to get a little bit colder, where you really start to put the put the emphasis on the run game and Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and the, and the usage of those guys? Well, we talk about that all the time. They, the Packers talk about it. I don't know if they've ever – I think that's more of a try to psych out the other team sometimes because they they talk about running the football and and then they throw it 40 times. I don't know that they'll do that this week, but you got to be encouraged by last week. They have 17 carries by each, you know, um, Williams and Jones. That's, that's really good, and if they can – you know, have that kind of balance that's going to be – they're going to be better off. But I don't know that necessarily because of the time of year and all that kind of stuff that's going to change a whole lot of the way they approach it. If they can't run it, they'll just throw it all over the place like they usually do. So, uh, to me, sometimes that's just a lot of lip service. But at the same time, if you can run the football effectively, um, you know, they should and they and they probably will because it helps the offense overall. It, it creates opportunities in the play action and everything else. So I hope they do, but we'll see. 
completely making my last question hypocritical, Bill Huber, uh, because uh, <laughs> and here here's the next question: because Aaron Rodgers in in December games at Lambeau Field, nineteen and three, with a quarterback rating of one eleven point nine, uh, which is number one in NFL history with minimum of of five hundred passing attempts. So. As good as it, you can probably run the ball against this defense coming in coming in Lambeau Field on Sunday, you you got to turn it almost over to Aaron Rodgers and just say, you know what, Aaron, maybe you just say go get a big lead and then we'll run the football against these guys. But it, the way this quarterback has played at home in December, when the months get worse and the weather gets worse and his 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 passer rating should be going down. It's like he excels. It's it's you know short of tucking his cape and under his shoulder pads. It's it's just it's phenomenal when you start reading this. So then you think, at home in December, you should be able to run the football. But give it Aaron Rodgers because the guy's just out of his mind. Phenomenal. You live here. I mean, you know how it is, guys. Yeah. Right now it it feels cold outside, doesn't it? Right now it's cold out. Now it was at thirty five degrees outside, whatever it is now. Go outside in thirty five degrees in January and tell me how it feels. It's like Bermuda, right? Mm-hmm. So you get you just get used to it. If you're practicing it every day, it shouldn't be an issue. And you know, Sunday Sunday's weather is supposed to be you know 35 degrees and, and not a lot of wind. Throw the football. Now that being said, Aaron Rodgers' pass rating under play action this year is a league best 135.9. So I don't I don't think Lafleur's offense changes at all. You, you run the football, you're successful running the football. And then you dial up the play action, whether it's, you know, going deep to Adams or, or you know, they've run a million goal line bootlegs for touchdowns. Um, LaFleur's offense is at its best when they're doing both. So I, I don't think the weather has any impact on, on this game. I think you run the ball because you can and then let, then let Rodgers do his work. I, uh, I, I like the fact that uh, they are holding opponents, at least last year, to a passer rating of 60 in December. Uh, of last season under Matt LaFleur. But it's not the same defense, uh, Bill Rabier. It's it's not the same pressure on quarterbacks. They've been living and dying with dime and nickel packages uh, and not just running jumbos up front and not just stuffing the run and, and trying to collapse on passers. I mean, I know all the quarterbacks throughout the National Football League. They're all trying to get, trying to get rid of the ball in under 2.3 seconds now. That seems to be the standard. So it, maybe it is more difficult, but uh, do you get why they're staying with nickel and dime so much and playing soft in so so many areas and playing off the ball on third down and and it's almost like you know you've got a good offense that can keep up so you you just try to keep things. I mean I know Matt Lafleur said it the other day. You're just trying to keep things in front of you. You're trying to limit the big plays. But man, at some point, don't you just gotta you gotta pin your ears back and go after guys. Well, you know, it's one thing to keep them in front of you, but the second part of that equation is then you have to come up and tackle. And we've seen how they've done that. They have been a very good tackling team in the last, I don't know how many years, and this year included. So I, I get frustrated, especially last week against the Bears when they had the big lead and they allowed Chicago to even think about being in that game by getting some late touchdowns. It just it's, it's always bothered me. You know, forever in, in football, the way teams that have leads, they kind of take their foot off the pedal defensively. The, the biggest thing to me is the rush. When you only rush three, that drives me nuts. But you hit it on it, Bill. The, the pressure that they've been able to put on the quarterback this year compared to last year is a huge difference. And they have to find a way to get the Smith bros back in the, in the, uh, to the quarterback again on a more consistent basis. Because that's going to create turn, that's going to help them create turnovers that they talk about. You know they've had some chances, but 
you know, the more pressure they can get on quarterbacks, the more opportunities they're going to get with Aaron throws and maybe force fumbles like they had last week. Bill Huber, one of the things that uh, he had just touched on, you got to figure out ways in the Smith brothers to get to quarterbacks. Well, they've been using Zanarius in the middle. Uh, they've been using him as a lineman. They've been kind of dropping him back and then bringing him, and Preston's been dropping back. Here's the other thing that I wanted to bring up. They've been also using Rashawn Gary. And Rashawn Gary is not a sack specialist. He's never going to be that statistical guy. So my question to you is, do you see the sacks increasing? Or because of the way they're moving around Zedarius right now to the middle and then to the outside, and they're bringing in Rashawn Gary, who's getting the start and playing more and more and more, do you see them not being statistically the same from the last five games here of the season the way they were last year, simply because they're using the pers- the same personnel but in a different manner? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's uh, yeah, I, I don't know the answer, but I honestly don't. I just know that in, unless those guys start performing even closer where they were last year, these I mean, they're just not gonna they're not gonna go anywhere, right? I mean, you, th- those are your big money guys. They're your two of your best guys last year. Until those two guys, or unless those two guys start playing like they did last year, that they, they just have to me, they have no hope of getting to a Super Bowl. Um, now I, I thought Sunday was encouraging. And I, I, you know, everyone says the, you know, the talks about defense winning championships. No, you know, for Green Bay, they, they've got to score a bunch of points. And I, th- and I thought the Chicago game was the recipe. They, they, they jumped on them early. They got the turnover. They, they got to stop. And all you, before you knew it was 20 to three. And like the game was over. And that's how they have to play. They have to jump on teams early, get, just get a stop or two so you can make it a two, two score game. And then, and then it plays in your hands. Um, I thought the pass rush was good last week. And at some point, I, I think Green Bay's DB, I mean, Green Bay's DBs forever have been playmakers. And I, I do think they found something. Um, the, the winning recipe. Again, I realize it's Trubisky, but you know, Savage can get the ball. Alexander, he's you know, he's a hell of a good player. He hasn't had a lot of, a lot of interceptions, but you know, Kevin King had five picks last year. Um, that's the for, that, that's the formula is what they showed against the Bears. Um, we'll see if it works against better quarterbacks, but um, it is dumbfounding to me that Preston Smith had what eleven and a half, twelve sacks last year, and he's got mm-hmm. what one and a half now. Just mind blowing. Yeah, right. Didn't yeah, answer no your doubt. question. At all I understand, but I, I I have no answers for it. I really don't. No, I, I I completely get it because at times I throw my hands in the air too, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, you're living and dying with a particular style of defense sometimes that. You know, while I understand philosophically what it is you're trying to do, I agree with Bill Rabier that you got to tackle. I mean, it all works if you tackle. And a lot of times it's just gap issues. I had uh, Leroy Butler on today, and he said sometimes it's just it's just about your assignment. It's just about sticking with your guy and doing what you're supposed to do and not getting out of your lane and not worrying about what everybody else is doing around you. So sometimes it is the simple thing. Sometimes, though, when uh, you keep beating your head against the wall and you realize the bricks aren't moving, uh, all you're doing is bloodying your head. Let's do this. We'll step away. That big David Montgomery run. Is, right. You know, you got Kamal Martin's in the wrong spot, and then he, then Christian Kirksey takes a bad angle. I mean, that's not coaching stuff. That's just right. That's right. just bad football. 100% agree. Uh, let's yeah. do this. We'll step away. We'll continue to talk about this Packers team as they effort towards the postseason. And uh, right now, they're right there near the top of the NFC. We'll, we'll talk about just how good they are in comparison and talk about the rest of the NFC. Stay tuned. This is the Bill Michaels Huddle. It's presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. we got a lot more coming up right after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. (laughs) 
Um, it's a you know it's a good defense played against Jim Schwartz a number of times again in Detroit um, and and Philly last year. Uh, he is a really good defense coordinator. Um, he is a really smart guy. Uh, they have everything up. They have you know they stress you with defenses you don't see a whole lot. They stress you with empty pressures. Um, and you know it's it's a really good defense. You know they they've turned the ball over on offense a decent amount, which has taken uh, you know more of the more of the headlines. But uh, but their defense is really really solid. Those are the words of Aaron Rodgers. Welcome back. It's the Bill Michaels Huddle. It's presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Naturally carbonated, gluten-free, and includes no artificial flavors. Go to BudLight.com. Talking with Bill Huber from SI, also Bill Rabier from the Fan in Green Bay. Joining us on the panel tonight, Killer Bees as we call it. And uh, Bill Rabier, I'm going to start with you this time. Um, I wanted to ask, and we asked this question the other day, I saw a discussion, uh, whether it's the four-letter network or it's the NFL network and good morning football or whatever it happens to be, everybody's starting to talk about the uh, the MVP chase. And with what Patrick Mahomes did this past weekend to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and all the highlights, yeah, I, I, I completely get it. But when you start to look at the statistics, it, it's 1-2-3, two, 3-2-1, three, three, two, and 2-3-1, two, 2-1-3. and one, two, one, and three. I mean, it, it's Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson, those three guys. What do you think – divides the MVP beyond the other two? Hmm. Well, wins has a lot to do with it. That doesn't always, uh, I don't think should be the case, but it it just is. And when you win, you're going to get more consideration. Uh, Statistics obviously are huge. Um, You know, Rogers is playing so steady. Russell Wilson came flying out of the gates. He's his numbers have tapered off a little as their run game has increased. They've asked less of him, so he hasn't thrown for you know three, four hundred yards every week. But Patrick Mahomes sure is, and yeah, and he's got some real weapons too. If you look at what Rodgers has done with who he has, I think it's more impressive than what than what um, Patrick Mahomes is doing. I'm not trying to say I think Mahomes is great, but I mean Rodgers has just been has just been so good, and he didn't have some of the receiving talent. I don't think that uh, that Kansas City has, and so I think from a overall body of work standpoint, I, I think Rogers' season, considering everything, is a little bit more impressive, considering also his age, where he was the last couple of years to where he is now. You know, kind of going back to his uh, prime years, he, he looks like he. You know, hasn't lost a step at all when it looked like he may have started to lose a step. He's gained it back somehow. And so I think overall, when you look at it, I think his his body of work has been a little bit more impressive. Yeah, I, I would agree because of the way Aaron Rodgers has had to spread the ball around and make it work and, and become uh, that guy that's on the same page with everybody around him. And it's not just all about the talent that can, can, can get open, Bill Huber, but I also, you know, if you talk about wins, nobody talks about Ben Roethlisberger, and I think he should be probably involved in the conversation just a little bit after what, what Pittsburgh went through last year and where they were to where they are this year just in his return and the fact that he's healthy and having such an incredibly good season, even though statistically he's really not in the top five in many of those categories. Um, do you look at other players such as a Ben Roethlisberger and say, you know what, these guys deserve the consideration just as much, if not more so, than maybe the three quarterbacks we're discussing? No, I don't. Um, yeah, Roethlisberger is looking at his stats right now. He's you know second in completions. He's 14th in yards. He's 28th 
in yards per completion. I just think I he's a, he's having a good year, but to me, it, it's Rodgers and Mahomes need to be one and two by a mile. I mean, I mean Wilson's interceptions total is right. he's torn a lot of picks. Yeah. He's yep. got better players too. I mean, I mean Lockett and Metcalf. I mean. Rodgers doesn't have that, obviously. Uh, what Rodgers, no, but his has offensive done, line is horrible. I mean, his offensive line. Yeah, is that's true. Um, but man, what what, what Rodgers is doing? Look, every, everybody in the world talked all off season about the lack of receivers. They didn't draft anybody. Yada yada yada. And, and here they are. They're they're winning games, and Rodgers is having one of the great years of his career. Um, after everybody begged a supporting cast all year. I mean, you, you can't have one without the other, right? If you're going to beg the supporting cast, you better you sure as hell better give the quarterback the credit for it. So. If I was a voter and I'm not, I would give it to Rodgers in a heartbeat. Here's the question, and I'll I'll, I'll go right back to you, Bill Huber. When you, you're absolutely right, we all talked about the supporting cast and needing additional weapons. Now, when they play from behind, not from the not from in front, when they can kind of do their thing, get into a rhythm, spread the ball around, all that kind of stuff. When they play from behind, what is the level of confidence then? Well, and and that's where the lack of weapons gets you, right? Um, yeah. Alan Lazard's a good player. Does you think any defensive coordinator is losing sleep about Alan Lazard? Probably not. Robert nope. Tynion's having a good year. Do you think anyone's losing sleep like the Arbor Travis Kelsey? No. No. Um, Aaron Aaron Jones is having a good year, but I don't think he's just been as quite as great as last year. Um, I just think, yeah, if, if they're losing, they have a problem because they they don't overwhelm you with weapons like the Chiefs do, or you know, like Riders MVP years of eleven and fourteen were especially 11 where it was like an all-star team out there. I mean, this is not, this is not the 2011 Packers. This is Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams, and whatever the hell else they can come up with. Bill Rabier, do you, uh, do you look at this team and say, you know what, you get into the postseason, you get behind by a couple of scores, just say a turnover or two or such. And all of a sudden this team becomes in my mind anyway, very, very different offensively. Uh, so do you have the confidence that the, they have the ability to be able to say if it's a, you know, a two-score game in the fourth quarter that this team's going to come back and win it? I, well, more than I had last year. I, when they went down against Tampa, you know, they started out so well again that game, pretty much dominating the, the first quarter, and then, I'll, you know, things went south in a hurry. But I still had a feeling that they would come back and, I don't know, win the game, but certainly make it close and maybe have a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter. Obviously, it didn't happen, but I certainly felt more confident that they could based on what I'd seen the first four weeks when they looked unbeatable this year. So I think that more so than last year, you know, if it's in a, within a touchdown or a two score game, I think maybe in the fourth quarter, you, they, they would have an opportunity, but then it falls back on the defense and has to get stops. And that's where, that's where I have my, you know, my, my biggest question is, can they get the stops when they need it? And they did get some big plays early in the year defensively, but, you know, the, I don't know that you can count on the defense to come up big when they need to. Good point, Bill. That yeah, that's the that's the one caveat to all of this. That if they get you know now the defense against Indianapolis, you know what they they got three field goals in that second half. They they didn't they bent they didn't completely break. I guess Bill Huber that that's something that you can take a little bit of solace in, right? Yeah, they've had their moments, right? I mean, the, the first three quarters of the Chicago game was great. Um, all those turnovers by the offense in, in the indie game, and they held in there. Um, mm-hmm. There, there have been moments, um, but there's just not enough of them. And here we are, eleven weeks into this thing. It's it's hard to imagine that a team that's 18th in points allowed or whatever they are is going to suddenly find it. So yeah, I, I think Bill Rabier makes a great point that 
the offense can do all, all these great things, but the defense at some point has to get a stop. And you know they, they've got the eight turnovers last four games, which are not going to be facing Nick Mullins and Mitch Trubisky in the playoffs. And that's that's that seems to me the the big nagging question is can they can they make enough stops against a quarterback who's not going to help you out? Yeah, it's hard to go into a playoff game knowing that you have to score thirty plus points to win. Yep. You know yeah, and, that, and that's kind of it, that's kind of been the thing. Because it becomes increasingly more difficult the further you go to, to score those points because the teams get better. The uh, that's why they gotta get the, that's, that's why they gotta get the number one seed, right, guys? Yeah. I, then then that, that levels the playing field. You know, Drew Brees at Lambeau Field in January? Or Drew, right. or Drew Brees at the Superdome in January. Who, 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 who do you want? I'll, I'll take him Lambeau, please. The, the two things that I think there's, I think there's only two teams that that really to me that that can stymie this team. One being, if LA, if if the Rams get in, and the, that defense I think is extremely mm-hmm. tough. I think that defense can beat up on anybody. And, and now whether or not that offense can do enough to overcome i have to wait and see but i that that defense i, I really i that's a tough minded in the trenches smash you in the mouth face smash you in the face uh defense and and then tampa bay tampa bay with when they win in the front it just seemed like their matchups were good uh and as much as we give praise to the offensive line of the green bay packers for what they've done and they have kept aaron rodgers upright what do he say like 11 sacks i think is all he's got to the, his name this season they've been tremendous but I think what four of them came in that ball game, you know, Bill Huber. I so I think there's only two defenses that really can smash them in the mouth. Everybody else, I don't necessarily have a concern about. But Tampa Bay and the Rams do. Who do you have a concern about? Yeah, I think I think he hit it there. Um, he's got 105 pass ring in every game besides Tampa. He's been sacked zero or one times in every game besides Tampa. <laughs> Not hard right. to find a link there. You know that 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 Tampa speed really is troublesome, and then. Yeah, I'm surprised about the Rams. They lost some guys in free agency, and they seemingly have not missed a beat defensively. That's that's they've done a hell of a good job there. Well, their offense, uh, you know, Bill Rabier, that that offense, they're back to doing what they do. You know, they're back to a Sean McVay running the football. A lot of the stuff that we see out of Kyle Shanahan's offense, we're kind of seeing the same thing back again. Once they didn't have to force Gurley down everybody's throats, when we all knew Gurley something wasn't right going into that Super Bowl, and he never performed. He didn't perform well at all last year, and then this year they they got rid of him. It seemed like once they quit forcing the ball to Gurley, and they kind of let. Goff do his thing, and then they got back into the rhythm of their offense. It seemed like they started scoring a few more points again. That's the only reason I think, you know what, a a mediocre offense against a mediocre Packers defense, they kind of negate each other. If you get a couple of scores, okay, so be it. But if that Packers offense can't score against that defense and score at least 24 to 27, that's the team that probably that and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, those two scare me. Well, if it came down to that, you know, that scenario – um, I would like the Packers in an offensive, you know, if it came down to the offenses against the Rams, I like the Packers. The Rams offenses just seem to be really inconsistent um, this year. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they scored 17 against the Dolphins. They uh, only scored 16 against the 49ers and their beat up defense. You know, that was earlier in the year, but still it, they've been pretty inconsistent last week. I thought they were going to, uh, pull that one out, but they lost to the 49ers again. So I don't know. They haven't been as consistent. You know, the, the team that really impresses me, I think is been the saints because, you know, they were two and two. Then they get on a little bit of a roll. They won five in a row. They get to seven and two. Then they lose breeze and they've won their two games without breeze. And it, that hasn't necessarily been 
because of Taysom Hill. As much as everybody touts him as the, the next, you know, quarterback in New Orleans, he's played okay, I guess at best. But they've mm-hmm. been pretty good without Drew Brees, and that's that's impressive. And to me, they're the team that has surprised me the most. A couple of weeks, Taysom Hill and, and that impressive win. Yes, this past week against a team that didn't have a quarterback in Denver. Yeah, that that was a little bit less impressive, but I agree with you. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Got a lot more to get to. Another hour and ten minutes, if you will. Also, we're going to look around the rest of the NFL coming up at the bottom of the next hour as we make some picks and kind of look around the rest of the league starting up on Sunday. No game tonight. It's the Bill Michael Suttle presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Bill Huber and Bill Raby are along for the ride tonight. We'll be back right after this. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Yeah, definitely not underrated by us at all. I mean, they're a top 10 defense. Um, they got a great front. Some, some guys have been playing a lot of football for a long time. I remember playing Brandon when he was a young player, and it, the production hasn't dropped off at all. It's incredible. Uh, he must take uh, great care of his body, but he's also a savvy, savvy vet. You know, obviously Fletcher has been around for a long time, been an all-pro, you know, fantastic player, game wrecker. Welcome back. Aaron Rodgers talking about some of those defenders of the Philadelphia Eagles. Bill Michaels Huddle, presented by Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good, naturally carbonated. And you get the flavors of cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, strawberry flavors, all naturally flavored, as a matter of fact. Bill Huber from SI, Bill Rabier from The Fan up in Green Bay, our fine, fine affiliate there. We are glad to have you on board this evening. And uh, before we get to the top of the hour, um, Bill Rabier, I'll, I'll start over with you. Um, Aaron Rodgers talking about this defense. Uh, is there anything, and, and I was asking this question earlier today, just about everybody that I had on the program. I said, is there anything about this Philadelphia Eagles team that scares you? I I don't want to say trap game because I think the Packers are going to win. Uh, trap game to me is when you get a bad feeling in your gut and you're like, oh, boy, something's going to happen here. This to me isn't a trap game. I just think the Packers are going to win this game. There's nothing about Philadelphia nor the way they're playing right now that scares me. Anything about this Philadelphia team that bothers you? Not particularly. I mean, they're three seven and one. So let's not give too much credit. Right. No, I don't. Del- I haven't delved into all their numbers, you know, particularly. But I have seen them play, and I, I trust the eyeball test, and. They're not very good, and I agree with you 100%. They should win this game, and they should win it easily. I mean, they're eight-and-a-half-point favorites. They should, they should, I think, you know, easily cover that. You know, I mean, this team lost to the Giants. This team lost to the – well, they lost to the Steelers. Okay, there's no shame in that. They lost to Washington. Uh, they lost to the Rams. I mean, they're just not very good. I don't know what they right. do very well. Carson Wentz does not look like the same guy he looked like a few years ago. That completely agree with you. And when you talk about some of the losses that they have had, uh, you talk you mean even Washington. They lost to Washington. No shame in losing to the Rams because they got beat up by the Rams. Uh, Baltimore too, a, a pretty good team. But yeah, you're right. Uh, they've they've lost to some. They have played a tougher schedule. I'll give them credit because they they lost to the Seahawks. The Browns are a much better team than anybody thought. Uh, they did beat the Giants. They did beat the Cowboys. But then again, everybody's beating the Cowboys. They lost to the Ravens. Lost to the Steelers. Uh, they tied with the Bengals. I think that's their worst shame. You can lose to anybody, but you tied to the mm-hmm. Bengals. That, that that right there, you should just be uh, you know excommunicated from the league. But uh, Bill Huber, uh, there, 
the last time we said they should win, they should win going away, they should cover, they didn't. And that was against the Jackson – or, uh, excuse me, uh, when the Packers uh, earlier this season uh, won at home. And uh, they didn't win by the margin everybody thought they would do, and that was the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, in the Vikings game, where they, they got beat by the Vikings. The Vikings are always dangerous. I don't know why, but they always are. But the Jacksonville Jaguars – they won that game 24-21 and and it it wasn't it was a close game they sh- so to me I, the question has become is this a trap game do you feel that in any way shape or form this is a trap game no i don't i don't believe in trap games at all um i i will say though you know Urs is going to be back I mean, he caught like 116 passes a couple years ago that's when Wentz is having that MP, mvp type season back in 18 so if Wentz comes back and there's your security blanket maybe Maybe Wentz Brown's back into form somewhere. Um, the running back is like second in the league in yards per carry. Obviously, we know Green Bay's run defense. We covered that earlier. So they, they've got – there's some trouble spots there. And defensively, they're like fifth in total yards. They are third and third down. They're like third in sacks. They, there's some potential trouble spots here. So um, I, 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 seen, I saw like that TV broadcaster trying to hype a game for TV ratings purposes. But <laughs> right. I, I do feel like the Eagles are – potentially could be better than they've shown. I just think a lot of, a lot of that is going to be up to earth. Can, can he get it wrong? No, the Packers should win. I don't believe in trap games. I believe that the Packers have five games left. There's a finish line in sight. They're game behind the Saints. The Saints have to play the Chiefs. So you think, well, maybe they can lose one there, and now you can catch the Saints to get home field advantage. I think it's all there, and it's all obvious. The one thing about this uh, Eagles team is they turn the ball over. They've had yep. 15 picks so far, and they've turned they put the ball on the carpet 21 separate times this year. Turnovers have killed this team. Um, it, I, the only reason I look at it as not being because everybody wants to talk about a trap game. It's not a trap game. The only time it's a trap game is say if your next opponent is say Seattle, or if your next opponent is New Orleans, or your next opponent's the Lions. You're not looking ahead to Ford Field, you know, to an empty Ford Field or a, a minimally you know, crowded Ford Field. I this is not a trap game. They should win this game. They should win this game going again. Oh, going away. One hour down. One hour yet to go. Bill Huber from SI. Bill Rabier from the Fan up in Green Bay. We're going to talk more about this Packers Eagles matchup. More about the NFC, and then we'll get into our picks regarding the rest of the NFL. That is all coming up in hour number two of the Bill Michaels Tunnel, presented by Bud Light Seltzer. We got a lot more coming up right after this. Station strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. In 49 other states, football is just a game. But this is Wisconsin. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. Wisconsin fans demand the best. The best analysis. 
The best interviews, the best coverage, and no one delivers like the Bill Michaels Huddle. Another hour yet to go. The Bill Michaels Huddle rolls on. We are glad you're with us tonight. We're presented by Bud Light Seltzer, as we always are, unquestionably good. Flavors of cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, and strawberry. Go to BudLight.com. I'm Bill Michaels. Bill Huber from Sports Illustrated joining us from SI. Also Bill Rabier from The Fan, uh, WDUZ up in Green Bay, both on the panel tonight. And, uh, guys, we've done a lot of talking about Aaron Rodgers, the season he has had. But beyond Devontae Adams, and Bill Huber, I'll start with you, who else do you think, other than, say, well, Aaron Rodgers is the obvious with Devontae, but who has really stood out to you? What What have you looked at and said, you know, I have a, a deeper appreciation for this offensively speaking this season? Billy Turner. Um, yes. Billy Turner signed a four-year, $28 million contract last year. The guy had never won a starting job in his life, I mean, in the NFL. Never. All of his starts became, were because of injuries. So the Packers signed him. They put him at right guard last year. He wasn't. I didn't think he was very good. Yeah, I'm not an official offensive line expert, but I didn't think he was very good, especially at $28 million. So then they let Belaga go, which I understood. And you're thinking, so this guy can't play right guard. You're going to have him play right tackle where you have to go up against Daniil Hunter and Khalil Mack. I think it's Brandon Graham this week. You know, a lot of guys, a lot of the top pass rushers now go up against right tackles. And Rodgers is going to get killed. But he's been really good. I mean, he hasn't been great. He hasn't, he hasn't been Balaga, but he has far exceeded my expectations. And the fact that he, that he was really good at left tackle, too. They'd be up a creek without him and Alton Jenkins as well. But um, Billy Turner has far exceeded my expectations. Uh, Bill Ravier, I, I, I agree with the offensive line. My pick I might even go to Elkin Jenkins because he's just been a, completely ma- a complete mauler. But then again, since he came in uh, last year as a rookie, he's played extremely well. Who's impressed you? Well, that was the guy I thought of, Elton Jenkins, if you want to talk about the O-line. That guy has been asked to do so many different things, and he hasn't missed a beat. It's very impressive how he can switch positions in-game specifically, and and you don't even notice it. I mean, it's a credit to him that he's been able to do that, and they really have a – they really found something with Elton Jenkins, and I think to the point where it's going to cost maybe – um, Corey Lindsley, his job, perhaps. Uh, we'll wait and see what they decide to do, but he's been really good. I'll give a close 1A to uh, Bobby Tunyon. Mm-hmm. He's been impressive this year, I think. He's really matured, and he's playing with a lot of confidence, and he and Aaron Rodgers seem to have a pretty good connection. So I would put him a, a close second, but Elton Jenkins, to me, has been really impressive. For as much as we talk about what they didn't draft – and it still pains me that Patrick Queen ended up in, in Baltimore. Hmm. I, and I, I, I'll pound that drum for a while until they get a, yep. a linebacker that's a, a headhunter. But I, I tell you what, Lucas Patrick has been a find. Elkin Jenkins has been a find. Runyon has come in and filled in admirably this season. He's You know, you would assume he's another guy. He's a find. So I, I really, you know, they paid, obviously, David Bakhtiari. They're keeping this group together. I really appreciate what they've done to keep Aaron Rodgers upright. I guess on one hand, you you know, not only can we say you didn't get the extra weapons for the, for the franchise, but the most important thing you did for Aaron Rodgers was protect him 
And he's noted that. He's talked about it both in meetings with you guys doing the media sessions and also doing the Pat McAfee show. He credits wholly his legs and the fact that he's been upright all season long and isn't getting touched and isn't waking up on Monday morning going, what the hell just happened to me? He's He's been unbelievable when it comes to being healthy, specifically in this portion of the season. So knock on wood that that doesn't give way this weekend. But the offensive line has been impressive. But I agree with you, Robert Tanyan as well has really, really played extremely well. Now, does that leave Jay Sternberger, guys, on the outside looking in? And, Bill Huber, I'll start with you on this. Um, no, only because they, they, they use their tight end so much. I'm going to use a Mike McCarthy phrase. What's a starter? Right? I mean, there's right. You, there's there's not 11 starters anymore. There's, there's you know, 14, depending on how you line up. So, no, I, I don't think it leaves out Jay Sternberger. Uh, I, I will say that he has, he's been a disappointment. But, look, I mean, his rookie year, he had that concussion in the scrimmage against Houston, and then he got the knee injury in the preseason finale in the one-inch reserve. So there goes his rookie year, went down the drain. And then no offseason, no preseason this year. I mean, he's, he's had a tough go of it. So I'm not ready to to throw him out or discount him or say he's a bust or whatever. Um, he's had the odds stacked against him. But, no, I, I don't think so. I, I do think that Tunyon's the guy. Um, but even if Tunyon's the guy, it doesn't mean that Sturberger can't be 20, 30 snaps a game kind of guy, though. What do you think of Sternberger, Bill? Rabier? Yeah, I would agree with Bill. It's, it's way too early to give up on him for sure. And then when you consider that their other uh, tight end is long and tooth in Mercedes Lewis, I don't know if he's going to be around. So I think the door is open for Sternberger to step in and still have a, a role in the offense. It's it's uh, like Bill said, he's had a tough go of it injury-wise and I mean, that's not, you know, his fault necessarily. And so I think uh, there's still potential there. I think they can, he can still be a weapon in this offense. Guys, I want to ask you another guy that just went on the IR with the toe injury, and that is Montrevious Adams. And, Bill Huber, I'll start with you. We don't talk about Sternberger using the B word or a bust or, you know, certainly a, he's still got room to grow and such. And, you, you know, you'd like to see him morph into that guy eventually. But Montrevious Adams has had a lot of opportunities at times, he'll, everybody says the same thing. Boy, he showed you something. Well, he showed you something here and there, but it wasn't consistently showing you something, at least, you know, to where he was becoming the disruptor that he was kind of billed to be coming out of that senior bowl when everybody thought he was going to be the next Warren Sapp. So you tell me, has Montrevious Adams, if he does does not return, and for all intents and purposes he's not, I, I don't think he's coming back. Do you think he's coming back unless they just get him on the real cheap? Yeah, that's accurate, Bill. Um. In, unless it's you know, gosh, free agency, say March first for I don't know when it's going to start, but you know, he's let's say he's a, let's say he's available after the draft. You, you you didn't draft anybody that you really like, maybe you revisit it, but yeah, he's he's played himself out of town. I mean, he was doing some decent things this year, then he gets hurt again. He's just he's always been a tease. Um, he was the fastest three hundred pound guy at that scouting combine. Played at a big time conference, and it just shows, which is why I love the draft, but it shows why it's such an inexact science. I mean, Everything in the world says this guy should be a really good football player. It had never worked out. Here's the thing, uh, Bill Rabier. I, I, and I completely agree with what Bill Huber said. He was the fastest guy in the draft. But you don't need to be fast. You need to be strong with leverage uh, when you're only going five-yard bursts and maybe 10 yards upfield or 10 yards downfield. They talk about the speed, and that's great. And and, and the one thing that I, I, I'll never forget, I'm sitting up there doing the postgame show with Brian Noble years ago, and we got Ron Wolf between us. And, and Ron Wolf, who was never you know great at picking these first-rounders, 
But he looks around and he says, I'll take a football player over an athlete every damn day of the week. And Brian, I remember just applauding at the point at that point in time, saying, just give me a guy that just wants to go in there and knock your head off and run through you and not just to you. And so is Montrevious Adams that physical specimen that just probably isn't going to pan out? No, it's unfortunate. You're right. That's a great quote from, from Ron Wolf there, and I'm kind of with him there, you know. Um when you're as to to uh, jump on Bill's bandwagon using Mike McCarthyism, you know, football and underwear is impressive, <laughs> but uh, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> equate to uh, success on the football field. And you know, Montrevious Adams was that guy that in training camp, you know, he's like the MVP of training camp and everything, and then he just kind of disappears. So, yeah, I, I hate the I hate to use the bust word on any guy, but. He certainly hasn't panned out. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to. And uh, we'll talk more about all of this when we come back and also the matchup coming up this weekend with the Packers in the afternoon going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Bill Huber from SI, Bill Rabier from the Fan up in Green Bay. I'm Bill Michaels. We are presented by Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. More on the Bill Michaels Huddle coming up right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now it's third and 17. Another big rush from Gary. Trubisky lost the ball. It's scooped by Preston Smith, who takes it in for the Green Bay defensive touchdown. Our guys, we've been fighting hard all year to try to get the ball out, and we just had a, we had a lot of opportunities last week, and we capitalized on those opportunities. Darnell with the interception, Z causing the fumble for me to pick up and run in for a touchdown. So there's a lot of great things we was doing out there to try to get the ball out and doing our part on, you know, just trying to fly around and make plays as best as possible. Welcome back. It's the Bill Michaels Huddle. Those are the words of Preston Smith. As he uh, gets the scoop and score, making a terrific play in the last ball game against the Bears. We've seen a Preston Smith sighting. Nice. like to see him step up. We're presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Brewed with a unique five-step filtration process that ensures a cleaner finish and no lingering aftertaste, only 100 calories. That's our friends from Bud Light. Go to BudLight.com. That's BudLight.com. Bill Huber from SI. Bill Rabier from The Fan up in Green Bay, both on the panel tonight. Uh, Bill Rabier, I'll start with you. Preston Smith, has this season been disappointing? Have they? We talked a little bit about it earlier about you know misusing guys, but do we see maybe starting to see the light go on a little bit? We saw him step up in that game against uh, against Indianapolis a, a little bit more. He wanted to be used as a rusher more. You saw him get the, 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 the scoop and score against the Bears and start to set the edge a little bit better. It's some of the things that don't show up in the stats, but it seems like he's becoming a little more involved. Are we starting to see more of uh, Preston Smith? Well, if the Packers are going to go anywhere, they're, they're going to have to. It's that simple. He has to get better than he's been i don't know exactly why he hasn't been as effective this year like he was last year but they need him to step up and be that guy otherwise they're going to be in trouble last week certainly was a a step in the right direction but you mentioned setting the edge there's been a couple of times this year where he has not done that right and he's been able to get outside and to me that's i shake my head at that like how do you let that happen but um you know he has been a disappointment. I mean, like Bill talked about earlier, he had huge numbers last year. And he hadn't even come close to sniffing those kind of numbers this year. They they need him to do that if they're 
going to if they're going to have long-term success. They're paying him a lot of dough. They brought him in and gave him a big deal, and he's got to live up to it. Bill Huber, has he started to show you more as of late, Preston Smith? Yeah, but it's it's, it's kind of like being the tallest jockey at Churchill Downs, right? I mean, it's 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 a low bar. <laughs> um, I, I do think it, I think he's got half of his pressures the last four games. So yeah, it, it, is that a Mike McCarthyism, by the way? Is that no? That's just that's. Uh, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know where I got that from. It's not an original. I forgot where I got that from. Thank you, Bill. Oh, it was it was a more politically incorrect term. I've adapted it for modern times. Correct. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I believe he's got half of his pressures the last four games. But again, that's you, you hope it's you hope it's turning the right way. But again, it, it comes back to the turnovers. Is, is that just playing a bunch of bad quarterbacks too? Well, we'll we'll get a better gauge on the stretch. But like you know, like Bill just said, if they're if they're gonna get to where they want to go and. That's the Super Bowl, obviously. Uh, they're going to need a lot more from him. Bill, Bill Huber, what do they got to do? I, I, and, and I was talking about – I always get people on the show that say, wow, they don't play anybody. They Well, you can only play the teams that are in front of you. And they, they yep. over the last couple of weeks, they put up – what? I mean, they got beat by Indianapolis, but they put up 72 points against two good defenses over the last two weeks. You can only do so much. I mean, you got to look for some of the some of the statistical linings here rather than just looking at wins and losses and because you're not blowing out bad teams by 40, people say you suck. So I don't know. Look, I, the next big test is going to be Tennessee. I think we can all agree upon that. Tennessee Titans are going to come into Lambeau Field. They're one of the teams with a winning record. Everybody else has a losing record. So I, I don't know how you can uh, – well, uh, the Bears, but the Bears suck. I mean, they're, they're a team that's in massive decline right now. But uh, I don't know how people can say you can't judge the Packers because you don't know anything else about them until either you play Tennessee and, well, then you're only playing Tennessee here in your own backyard and this and that until you get to the postseason. I, look, I, your record is what it is. If, if they end up 13-3 and on the season, they're a good 13-3 and football team. Chances are they're going to have home field advantage and they're going to run into a buzzsaw somewhere along the way. I don't know if they're a Super Bowl team or not, but in a wide-open NFC, why the hell not? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um I, I do think teams these days are judged by the teams of yesterday. Like that, the 2010 team was great. I mean, they were obviously they had Rodgers and all those guys, but they were they were number two in points allowed. That was a great all around team. Who is that team anymore? I, I think when people judge this year's Packers, it is against this almost impossible bar of you're great on offense, you're, you're great everywhere. Um, you tell me the people in Seattle aren't saying the same thing about right. their team. Of course, their, their defense is horrible. Um, the Saints have found a way to blow every playoff game the last three years, and I think they doubt Drew Brees. So Saints fans don't trust the Saints. Seahawks fans don't trust the Saints. The, yeah, I, you, know, I'm, 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 you know what I'm saying. I've got the last yeah, Ram. Every team Seahawks, is got, yeah. every team is fatally flawed. Every Tampa has gone on the crapper lately. Every team is fatally flawed, and I think again, I, I think maybe just old people like us who are just judging this on the great teams of yesteryear. There, there are no longer great teams. They all have pl- problems. And maybe it's just who you're going to play in the first round of the playoffs and the second round, and it's just a matchups kind of thing. I was listening to Brian Baldinger, uh, Bill Rabier, Brian Baldinger on Baldy's podcast, and I was also listening to Ross Tucker. Both say it's going to be the Packers. And the reason why is not necessarily they're better than everybody else. They both say Aaron Rodgers, the consistency with the offense, the fact that everybody pretty much on this team is back. They didn't really replace a lot of guys. 
it, it's the it's the familiarity, it's the continuity led by a guy that's been there, plus the veterans that are still salivating for a ring, and a guy like Preston and Zadarius Smith, and then obviously the innovation and the way the offense has begun to flow, and the relationship between the head coach and the quarterback and Matt Lafleur. All of those reasons, they say. Those are the reasons over all these other teams that have had personnel changes, movement, mass injuries, coaching and stuff where they're still getting familiar, where they're changing personnel. The Packers have pretty much stayed the same. They've kept their coordinators. They've kept their head coach. And because of all the familiarity and Aaron Rodgers, that's the reason they're choosing this team to go to the Super Bowl and represent the NFC. Do you agree with that? Well, there's something to it. There's other things to say about that and. We've seen the offense progress in their second year with Matt LaFleur, having gained a greater knowledge of it and understanding of it. And that helps me, you know, when they bring back all the same guys that were here a year ago for the first year of it. But Bill's right. I mean, you talk about we bag on the Packers defense, but really who is playing great defense in this league? There's maybe one or two teams. Pittsburgh is playing some good defense. I don't know, in the NFC. The Saints. The, the Saints, the, the, the Bucks at times, the, the, the Rams at, at times. But, you know, you're right. When it, when you play, whoever you're playing might, might come into it. But certainly Aaron Rodgers' um, experience, having been there, done that, is going gonna, is gonna to help them. And maybe defensively, the experience of Z and, and Preston having, you know, reached a certain level last year, maybe maybe they do step up and become those guys. But, you know, it, it fundamentally, it, it hasn't changed over the years. you got to, again, use a McCarthyism, tackle the damn ball carrier. <laughs> and, they, and they're not real good at it at times. And, you know, they've got to get better at that. And they can, I think. I mean, that's one thing. If you think about it, you can't miss a tackle if you're not in place to make the tackle, right? So... Mm-hmm. If you're there, make the tackle. You don't get right. charged with a missed tackle if you're five yards away from it. If you're in position to make it, make it. So I guess you can get better at that. And those are the things you're going to have to do if you're going to win playoff games. You have to you be be more solid on the defensive side. You can win. We've seen this through the years. You can win with an okay def- uh, uh, with a uh, okay offense and a really good defense. But I don't know that you can win the other way around with an okay offense. And a and a bad defense, you know what I mean? So yeah, right. Well, can, let, let me, Bill Bill Huber, can they win in the postseason if Aaron Rodgers is not this version of Aaron Rodgers? Because we have seen the numbers for Aaron Rodgers in certain postseason games go down. I mean, and it's it's just natural because you're going to see defenses most likely that are getting into the postseason get better. So you're obviously not going to see 130 quarterback rating all the way through the postseason, but. Many seem to say that, look, if Aaron Rodgers isn't hitting 117 or better in the quarterback rating department, this team isn't going to win. Probably true. I mean, maybe maybe not quite that lofty standard, but it's probably true. Um, he's going to have to play like he has this year, where you know, other other than the Tampa Bay game, where he just in, in the in the indie game, I mean, you, you can't make mistakes. You, you you know, like the 49ers game last year, where, where he fumbled a snap. It was the same thing in India. Just put you in this terrible hole. He he. You can't make the big boneheaded, completely unlikely mistakes. Um, he's gonna have to play great football because there's just so, so little margin for error. Um, because there's not a, an abundance of playmakers and your defense, unless they, unless this turnover stuff carries over into the playoffs, um, hasn't shown they can stop anybody routinely. 
So yeah, he's gonna have to play great. But you know what? He's played great so much this year. I wouldn't put it past him. Well, if he doesn't, who's gonna carry him? Right? They don't have right. right. They don't have Derrick Henry to run the ball thirty times or whatever to negate poor quarterback play. He's got to be great. Yep. Does the uh, and I and I go back to that Indianapolis game. Uh, I think we saw maybe I don't want to say during the headlights, but that whole sense of that game change down in Tampa Bay after the pick six and then the pick that came subsequently right after that, and it seemed like all of a sudden they just completely got away from the personality of the team. Did we see something in Indianapolis where they kind of stuck with who they were, even though they were down and they were turning the ball over in that ball game? Is it maybe is that portions? of what Aaron Rodgers was talking about, about saying, hey, we learned some things coming out of this game, that if they stay with – because to me, the two biggest things, obviously Aaron Rodgers needs to play well, but Matt LaFleur in that play calling can't get out of their rhythm and their flow and doing what it is they do, even if they get down by, say, 10 points in a ball game and it's it's midway through the third quarter. That's not panic time. I, I think you kind of stick with who you are, and I, we've seen this team at times, even last year, they completely got away from themselves. So they went back to focusing on Devontae Adams, the guy they trusted, patting the ball, and, and doing things that just weren't helping the team. I think this, if they go into the postseason, they get down by a couple of scores, even though it's going to be tough for them to come back because of that weaponry we've talked about, that this team then is going to really hinge upon the character and not panicking out of its head coach. Bill Rabier, I'll ask you first. Do you see that the same? I think that's an excellent point. Against the against the Colts, you talk about the rhythm of the play calling and everything in the offense. They, it, it seemed to just disappear. But, you know, part of that rhythm is moving the chains, you know, keeping the, keeping the first downs coming like they did last Sunday against Chicago with, the, with I mean, 75-yard drive, 75-yard drive, 80-yard drive. And really, no big uh, chunk plays in there. They just kept steadily moving the ball down the field. And you get into a rhythm when you can do that. They they didn't do that in the second half against Indy, and they did get away from some of that stuff. I think that's a, a good point that uh, they have to stick with it and, uh, and you know, be who they are. Bill You're right, Bill, or, or both Bill, Bills. Bill um, Excuse me, I'm sorry. They, 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 yeah, this is a this is a team that. Runs to football. I mean, Rodgers is great, but it's a team that so much is built on the play. Actually, I mean, how many of those little bootlegs you've seen? It's it's easy football, and but you can't do the easy football if you can't run the ball. So you're right. Just stick stick with what got you there, and it means, like you said, Bill, if you're down by ten points, it's okay to run the football. Aaron Jones is a good football player. Run the football. Keep doing what's got you this far. And you're right. I think that indie game showed some promising things. Uh, my my thing going in the indie game was just show you belong. She got wiped off the field by Tampa. In the Niners last year, just show you belong. And I think they showed that they belong in that game. And I think even though they lost, I do, I think they came out of it feeling a lot better about themselves. Let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break, start to take a look around the rest of the National Football League. There are games on the docket this weekend. No game tonight, but we'll get uh, into the predictions that are probably sure to go wrong coming up uh, this weekend as we start to make our picks around the entire National Football League. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Seller presented by Bud Light Seltzer coming up right after this. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
Well, I, I see that uh, a team that's had a lot of adversity. They've had a lot of injuries. They're, that's always hard on a quarterback when you have a, a bunch of new people in there and it's, it's not consistent. I think they've started like 10 different combinations up front. Obviously, Ertz being out has really hurt him. Not having all his, his weapons out at wide receivers really hurt him. Matt LaFleur talking about the Philadelphia Eagles getting ready for the contest coming up this weekend. Lambeau Field will be the site, and that is a 3.25 Central Time kickoff this weekend. Welcome back. Bill Michaels uh, Huddle brought to you by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. Naturally carbonated, gluten-free, includes no artificial flavors. Go to BudLight.com. That's the website, BudLight.com. Bill Huber from SI, Bill Rabier from The Fan in Green Bay. Now we start to take a look around the rest of the National Football League and start to make some picks. We're kicking it off. The 9-2 and two Saints, who just uh, with Taysom Hill as the backup two weeks ago beat the Falcons, meet the Falcons yet again, who are sitting at 4-7, and seven, this time at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And uh, I think the outcome for the most part, is going to be the same, even though the Falcons just put a shellacking last week as the uh, the Falcons offensively, defensively, everything uh, that they seemingly did uh, worked to, to, to almost perfection. 43-6, to six, they blew out the Raiders, but uh, the Raiders are not the Saints, and the Saints are not the Raiders. I think the Saints go on the road, get the win in this one, albeit by a much smaller margin, but I'm going to pick the Saints in this one. I'll go to Bill Huber on this. Yeah, it's – what's wrong with Atlanta? <laughs> I, I don't. Man. I think they're all got, asking that question down there. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take the Saints because Atlanta beats me. I'll take I'll take the Saints. <laughs> Bill Ravier. Yeah, it beats me too. I mean, how do you? I mean, they only scored nine points against the Saints just two weeks ago. First of all, how do you have to play the same team twice in three weeks? But um, the uh, then they blow up against the Raiders. I I, I don't know they are but i don't think the saints are going to have much problem with them i'll go with new orleans i don't think the falcons suddenly found the elixir i think uh they just uh, it's one of those games where it all just started rolling downhill then you've got a titanic struggle in chicago the lions at four and seven the bears at five and six the bears are in an absolute free fall at this point and everything down there sucks uh, I'm taking the Lions on the road. They've uh, fired their head coach. They've had 10 days to think about it. Their general manager's out the door. Daryl Bevel's the head man with the interim tag. Bill Rabier, I'm going to go back to you. I, uh, I'll i go with the Lions, too. I mean, the Bears just can't score any points, and you can't win if you don't score any points. So I think Detroit, even though they have struggled the way they have, look, they're, look home and road records don't mean much, I guess, this year without fans. It's not that Big a difference, but they are three and three on the road. So I'll go with you and I'll take the lines. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You know, it's interesting. It's, you know, since after Houston fired uh, O'Brien, I think they're three and one under Cornell. That interim coach stuff yeah. sometimes works. I'll take the, I'll take the lines as well. The mastermind that is Daryl Bevel will lead them to victory. Uh, speaking of Romeo Cornell, the next game on the docket, you got the Texans sitting at 4-7 and seven, who have played some pretty good football. Now comes the divisional foe in the uh, Indianapolis Colts, who we know how good they are, sitting at 7-4 and four on the season. Uh, I, I I like the Texans in this one. I don't know why. I don't really have a reason. I just like Deshaun Watson. I like the fact that their defense has kind of picked it up a little bit. Um, it, it just it feels like things are moving in a better direction right now. Maybe the black cloud of, of doom has lifted, but I want to take the, the Texans in a mild upset here, Bill Huber. I'll take Indy only because they got shellacked last week, and I, I just feel like good teams after they lose tend to bounce back. But, I, yeah, it, Houston's 
Houston's impressive, and I mean, Watson's so good. Um, do they have any receivers left? I mean, Fuller's suspended as well. Yeah, Fuller's out hey, after the how about, that, how about that? Will Fuller trade the Packers in and pull off? That works out pretty yeah, right with him yeah. suspended for the year. Here's, a, here's the thing, I'll, and I, I'll, think I'll pause on that because people say, wow, the Packers knew something. Packers didn't know anything. Neither did Texas. No. Because had the Texans right. known, they would have dealt them for a bag of footballs <laughs> that if this was <laughs> coming. Right. So they didn't. Nobody knew. You know, it just he got t- randomly tested in the last week, and it, and it happened. Uh, Bill Rabier? I will go with Indy as well. They um, – haven't lost back-to-back games this year, and they did get beat up last week, but I think they'll bounce back. You look at the games they've lost. They lost to the Ravens, came back and beat the Titans the week after that. Lost to the Browns, came back and beat the Bengals. Opened the season with a loss to Jacksonville. Jacksonville's only win. I don't know how that happened, but then came back and beat the Vikings. So I think they bounced back this week against these. There you go. Speaking of the Bengals, the 2-8-1 and one mighty team from the Queen City goes down to Miami and takes on the Dolphins and company, who are sitting at 7-4. and four. Uh, It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. I'll take the Dolphins every damn day of the week because the Cincinnati Bengals just flat-out stink. And, Bill Ravier, I'll go back to you. Yeah. Hard to pick, uh, even with Joe Burrow, and they don't have Joe Burrow, so I will go with the Dolphins. Yeah, that's the easiest scheme of the week, which of course means the Bengals will win. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take Miami. Yeah, that's a seems like an easy one. Got a good one. Uh, the Jaguars looking for their second one of the season. Uh oh, uh, they're going into U.S. Bank Stadium. The Vikings sitting at five and six. Uh, as much as I would love to see the Jacksonville Jaguars get a win, I just don't think they do. I think the Vikings have enough to overcome. Uh, they 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 are still just trying to figure themselves out down in Jacksonville as to what kind of a team they're actually going to be. Uh, and Marone, I think, is uh, crazy and, and uh, just not that great of a head coach. They're going to clean house down there after the season. So I'm going to take the Vikings this one, Bill Huber. Yeah, me too. You know, Minnesota's five and six. They've won fourth. Their last five, do they sneak into the playoffs? That's their they're right. rolling. Yep. Well, they, they're going to have to win out, I think, if they do get into the playoffs. And this will be step one of that process. But they've got some tougher games ahead. But I think they take care of Jacksonville. Then you got the team that uh, was humiliated this past week uh, against those Atlanta Falcons, the Raiders, six and five on the road, taking on the O and eleven Jets. And uh, the Jets, uh, that they stink even worse than Cincinnati. So there's no way in hell I can pick them. They're on their way to an O and sixteen season. I'm taking the Raiders on the road, Bill Rabier. Yes, the Jets are the remedy, and even going <laughs> from West Coast to East Coast, no big deal. Jets are terrible. Take the Raiders. The Jets are um, almost even money now to go zero and sixteen over at uh, Bet MGM. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, they're they're they are not going to win this game or any other game. This mm-hmm. it hasn't been done since what the the Lions did it. The uh, Lions, about, what, yeah, seven eight years ago, something like that. Yeah. Uh, then you got the Titans. This is a good one. Uh, the eight and three Browns are going to find out how good they really are as they take on the eight and three Titans down in Tennessee. Uh, is is. I, I'm just going to take uh, the run game. I'm going to take uh, the home team. I don't know why. I just think Tennessee's a better team. I just don't think Cleveland's ready yet. Sometimes young teams that start to feel themselves success-wise just aren't ready to grasp success. Uh, even though they've got a good run game, Chubb and company are really solid. Their defense is, is you know, so much better than what people give it credit for. Uh, I'm still going to take the Titans at home to win this ball game. Bill Huber. That's a great point about not being ready for it. Um, some teams are. Um, I, I do not know – the Browns, but is Baker Mayfield, I mean, to your point, Bill, is Baker Mayfield ready for this game? Um, from what I think I know about him, I would say maybe not. So I will take Tennessee. 
Yeah, I got to go with Tennessee too. The, the, I mean, the Browns are eight and three. You tell tell me the Browns are eight and three. I said they are really <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you look at them. They beat Cincinnati twice. They beat Washington. They beaten the Eagles, they, the Jaguars. So eight and three, okay. But and they got their, their ass whipped by a good Pittsburgh team too. Yeah, and they're gonna get you're gonna get it handed to them this week too. Uh, speaking of teams that just may not be ready yet, as much as I love Kyler Murray and the Cardinals and the deal they made for DeAndre Hopkins, they're taking on a very tough Rams defense. Uh, I, I just don't know that they have enough. Now, their defense has come on, and their their defense has played pretty well. The Cardinals have. So I think they could probably keep up. I just I, I get the sense that maybe the Rams are just, just a tick better at this point, but they've got something going on down there in Arizona. I think next year they're going to come out firing as well. But I'm going to take the Rams on the road in this one, Bill Ravier. Yeah, the, the Cardinals started out gangbusters, and then they hit a little bit of a lull. But I can, I'll take them this week against the uh, against okay. the, the Rams. I'll, I'll go with the home team in the Cardinals. I will take the Rams. I think if you're a Packers fan, you better root for the Rams too. Do you really want to see Kyler Murray against this defense? Yeah. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Point, Don't want right. to see him running around? No. The only thing that would make no. me feel better is if he's running around in the cold. Yeah, that's a good point. That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll get the rest of the National Football League. A couple of decent games on the docket. And as well, the Green Bay Packers hosting the Philadelphia Eagles 325 at Lambeau Field coming up this weekend. Stay tuned. Final segment of the Bill Michaels Huddle brought to you by our good friends at Bud Light Seltzer coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. It is the Bill Michaels Huddle. It's presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Glad to have you. Go to BudLight.com to see all that they have to offer. Bill Huber from SI. Bill Revier from the Fan up at Green Bay. Our tremendous new affiliate up there. And uh, going through the rest of the uh, the lineup, so to speak, uh, as we continue to make our picks around the rest of the NFL. And, guys, we'll start with an NFC matchup. The 4-7 and seven Giants go on the road. They go out to Seattle to take on the 8-3 and three Seahawks. And as uh, much as I would love to see the Giants get a win, uh, the Seahawks are going to get the win in this contest. Uh, just hands down, no doubt about it. And uh, Bill Rabier, I'll go to you. Yeah, I'm with you. As much as I'd like to see the Giants win, it's going to be the Seahawks. Too many questions. The Giants are, you know, yeah, okay. They're not, they're, the, they're probably the best <laughs> of the worst division ever, but. Uh, quarterback situation not good. Seattle will win it. Yep. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Patriots sitting at five and six, and one of the worst games ever, uh, almost in the history of quarterbacking, came from Nan- Cam Newton last week. They're going to go on the road out to the West Coast to take on Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Uh, I, You know, Bill Belichick does such a masterful job, especially at confusing young quarterbacks. Something tells me, though, Herbert's going to get the win here. My gut tells me I'm going to go. My head tells me and my wallet would tell me to bet the Patriots. I'm going to go with my heart on this one. I'm going to say the Chargers get the win in a mild upset. Bill Huber. I was thinking the exact same thing during the break as you. I feel like the Chargers should win, but it's Belichick against a young quarterback. I guess I'll go with Belichick. Okay. I will go with the Chargers. I'm with you, Bill Michaels. I'm going with the Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. He's my favorite uh, rookie quarterback. I like watching him play. Plus, I think they got the coolest uniforms. <laughs> so I'm going with the Chargers. 
<laughs> uh, you got a Broncos team uh, whose quarterbacks are all being shamed and taking on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, whose quarterback looks down on all of them, no matter how many of them are in a room with COVID. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs at home to go to 11-1 and on the season. This is a no-brainer. Bill, Bill Rabier. Indeed, no-brainer. Chiefs at home. Yep, that's another easy one. There you go. How are we looking? Uh, 11-0 Steelers. They uh, have a massive football team with just the name football team coming into Heinz Field. It's Washington <laughs> on the road. Steelers win this game again, hands down. Easy one. Bill Raber. Bill Rabian. Or Rabier, sorry. Steelers, <laughs> Steelers all the way. I think the Steelers deserve a lot of credit they for do. all the things that they've had to go through, the scheduling changes that they've had to endure, you know, and they still are unbeaten. I think they win this one in they're scary. Bill Huber? Yeah, yeah, this is a pretty easy one here, too. I mean, look at the NFC East teams this week. You got Giants at Seattle, Eagles at Packers, football team at Steelers, Cowboys at Ravens. They're, I mean, they're all going to lose. Yep. 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 And and that, that division's going to suck swamp water and continue to. And and then there's going to be a winner or the best of the worst is the way it's going to turn out. Uh, you've got the Bills on the road taking on the 49ers. Bills sitting at 8-3, and three, Niners at 5-6, and six, and I still don't have a lot of belief in the 49ers. Just doesn't matter what Shanahan's going to draw up. I think the Bills are just a damn good football team, and they are the team that is ready. I think last year they stepped up. They got to the postseason. They got a taste, but they're the team that's ready to win. I'm taking the Bills on the road. Bill Huber. Yeah, Josh Allen's really grown up after that playoff debacle where he was great, and then the wheels just fell off. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, the Niners are getting healthy. Um, I will take San Francisco. There you go. Yeah, it's tempting. It's tempting. I agree with you, Bill Huber. They are getting healthier, and they are looking like a little bit better. But I'm going to go with the Bills too. Um, and then you've got to the the everybody's love to hate team, the the Cowboys, sitting at three and eight. Uh, Mike McCarthy trying to piece it together. A lot of pressure down there to fire Mike, but uh, which Mike is going to get fired? Is it going to be Mike McCarthy or Mike Nolan? Meanwhile, the Ravens uh, are trying to lick some of their wounds. They came back and played an admirable game with all their pieces missing when it comes to uh, the COVID virus against Pittsburgh the other day. On a quick turnaround, the Ravens at home. I, I still, I'm going to take the Ravens over the Cowboys at this point. Uh, and Bill Rabier, back to you. Well, if Lamar Jackson plays, they win. I don't know if they win without him, but I'll assume he's playing and take Baltimore. Yeah, I'll take Baltimore, too. And a reminder, if, if, for the listeners who are on Twitter, the best Twitter follow is NFL agent Mike McCartney, yes. who everybody thinks is the Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy. I wrote a story at SI.com about it about two months ago. It's <laughs> hilarious. He just totally eggs it all on and plays along. Yeah, oh, great. that is it's awesome. Fabulous. It is unbelievable. That, that is awesome, yeah. That, that's a good follow. What is it again? Um, he's NFL agent Mike McCartney. Okay, NFL agent Mike McCartney. Perfect. Yes, it's unbelievable. It is, it is solid gold on game days when the Cowboys are getting killed. Definitely. And Thank you, then, that you There you go. <laughs> uh, then the guys that we've been talking about, the Packers, 8-3 uh, and three at home, taking on the Eagles 3-7-1. and one. I, I really don't think there's many ways short of turnovers the Packers should lose this game. Uh, but the score I think I'm going to take uh, at this point in time, 35-17. Packers get a win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Bill Huber. I'll go 30 to 20. Maybe the Eagles kind of tack on some stuff late. Um, I don't think they're a pushover. I kind of talked about it earlier, but I, man, once is so awful and Rodgers is so Rodgers. Uh, the, uh, the Eagles offensive line is awful. Yep. Carson Wentz has been sacked, what, 46 times already? If the Packers don't get three or four sacks, 
Uh, something ain't right, and I don't think they're going to be able to score too many points. I'll take the Packers 34 to 17. How many touchdowns in this game does Aaron Rodgers throw for, Bill Rabier? I'll ask you first. Uh, three to get him to 400. Bill? God, you're good, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as Michael's asked, I'm thinking, he only needs three for 400. I'm, right. on, I'm on that one. Now you beat me to it. I'm going to say he goes to 401. He's going to get oh. four in this game because Aaron just likes to do things one better. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Guys, pleasure as always, and uh, so glad to get you on the program. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. We certainly appreciate it, okay? Thanks for having Thanks, me, Bill. Man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. There you go. That's it. Another edition of the Bill Michael Subtle brought to you by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good, naturally carbonated, gluten-free, and includes no artificial flavors. Go to BudLight.com. A reminder, coming up, immediately following the, uh, the the Eagles and the Packers, coming up on Sunday, we've got the Green and Gold postgame show on many of these same stations. If you don't get it in your neck of the woods, follow us on the Radio.com app. You can follow us out of the flagship station out of Milwaukee, 1250 AM, The Fan. Uh, you can also just find us on the fans uh, app and the website as well. But you can also follow me uh, on the website, BillMichaelsSports.com. Click on Listen Live, and you'll get myself and the former Packer and Badger running back, Gary Ellerson, as we break it down, give you the analysis, and more so get your reaction to the Packers and the Eagles contest and anything upcoming, concerns and such. But we'll break it all down after the game. Time for us to go. It's been a going. Have a going. Whoop. To Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.